Welcome to a brand new episode of Towel Lake Talk. This is Casey. And this is Chris. And we are in episode 181. Chris, have you ever thought about this moment? I, I never have. I remember <laughs> not even wanting to do a podcast at first. I fought you on it. <laughs> did you? You probably did. I did. It sounds I like did. You would do. Yeah, that sounds exactly <laughs> like me. So, no, we're, we're 181 episodes in. That's amazing. Amazing. I, yeah. One of those first photos just popped up the other day for me for some, well, over the summer it did, of course, but just looking at it, like when we went up to the Finger Lakes, you, my wife and I, and we started it there. So yeah, we did. Good times. Great. Good times. So uh, before we get into the thick, Alan thick of it all, uh, let's talk about what we're geeking out on, man. What are you What are you been doing other than buying houses and all that fun stuff? <laughs> you know what I've been doing. <laughs> um, you know, honestly, uh, it's it's been kind of tough with moving, yeah. and you know, launching the comic, which we'll talk about more than a few times today. So, um, my main geeking out has been basically setting up my office as you as you have seen on uh, getting my toys out and just getting back to me. So it's been a while since I could fully display and have a good time with it. So I'm excited. I'm excited for you, man. I was actually thinking about it before you recorded. I was like, this is probably the biggest house you've had period. Growing up. Yeah. Right. So I've always rented apartments. Um, <clears throat> And that's it. I was thinking about that the other day, too. So it's awesome. It's great. Um, Well, good. Good, good, good. I have been getting slowly back into comic books um, besides our own. Um, I took a a break with COVID because they took a break. So it's weird because, like, I usually binge comics anyway, so I don't know why I took a break. But I really did for a good five months. And now... I'm uh, I've been reading the um, the Buffy Angel crossover, the Hellmouth series that started last year, and um, it's like a eleven part series or something crazy like that. So I've been reading that and falling in love with Buffy all over again, as I do numerous times throughout my life. So <laughs> yeah, back to Buffy. <laughs> yeah, I you know. I agree with you. It's always better to read after the fact. I think it's hard to read on a monthly basis because it just, a lot of things get lost in that weight. And so I yeah. love binging comics. So yeah, I, I'm all about that too. That's awesome. Yeah. It's been good stuff. Good stuff indeed. But let's get into this because we got a big show today. Um, so first things first over at Marvel TV, video game news. Uh, first thing, big news is that uh, we've got our Kamala Khan. So Miss Marvel was cast today at the time of this recording on September 30th. It is an unknown actress, um, Iman Vellani. I she doesn't have any credits. Apparently she impressed the shit out of Kevin Feige, and um, she will be our Kamala Khan. Uh, I don't really have much to say about it other than I'm glad that because Marvel has been so dry, and we actually have a ton of Marvel news that we're getting some movement on these projects. And 
I love Kamala Khan. She's made her appearance most recently in the Marvel's Avengers game and, and people love her in there. So, you know, what do you think of this news? I, it's amazing. I just, um, after playing the game and having her be such a big role in that and having that be such a good story, I just, it made me really want that show and her to be in the MCU. Um, and it's a character that everybody seems to love. And I like that. So it'll yeah. be a good like unity character. Uh, yeah. I don't know who this girl is, but I'm excited to see what she can do. Um, they are talking how the show might not be her first appearance, depending, uh, depending on it when they start the show versus say a captain Marvel sequel. So, We'll see what happens. I'm excited because, like you just said, we're getting more Marvel news now. And the la- like this show and our last show proves it. I mean, it was so dry for so long. Yeah, they're, they're finally getting back to uh, where they should be. Um, so, yeah, and then uh, with that, we got some of the directing team, uh, which is going to be um, – geez, I just had it right here – Adil El Arbi, Balal Falal, Shamin Obey, Chinroy, and Mir Manon. Um, so the El Abir and uh, Falah, they actually just directed um, Bad Boys for Life this year. So they're, they're a good duo, um, relatively unknown on their own end until that. And then, of course, that may possibly be the biggest movie of 2020 because – because it's one of the last ones in theater and then you know we've got some other like canadian pakistani filmmakers and stuff like that which is awesome so you know excited that we're kind of getting that flavor and that diversity uh to a project that deserves it absolutely i agree with all what you said awesome so moving on we've got our first real look at wandavision i'll be honest with you didn't watch the trailer because I just know I'm going to be watching it. So I, I don't know. What, did you watch it? Yeah, several times. Um, okay. <laughs> I watched it for you even, uh, as I Thank usually you. do. Thank you, Chris. Uh, You're welcome. Um, yeah, it is uh, compared to, comparable to another show you haven't watched fully yet. Uh, it's, it's Marvel's answer to Doom Patrol, I feel, that weird... And I feel like I'm probably I'm probably going to like this show more um, because it does have so many Marvel roots and so much they can do with the possibilities here. Uh, but yeah, it looks wacky and psychedelic, and I I'm excited that it's coming out this year. Um, and it's 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 a weird first entry for the MCU on TV. Sans Agents of Shield, whatever that show was. But um, yeah, I mean it's. It's exciting. Uh, it's all connected, you know, so it's going to be a good time. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, I, um, you know, it's just one of those things that I'm in, right? Like, I know I should I should watch these trailers, and I'll, I'll get to it eventually, I'm sure, but I'm in, so I, did, I just didn't, didn't pay attention to it. So I'm glad it's weird. That's all I really wanted. Um, we've got a first look at Hellstrom. Uh, the, uh, what is that Hulu exclusive series, um, that no one's really paying too much attention to, but did you happen to check out this first look at that? No, absolutely not. I, I've had several occasions where I had the opportunity to watch it and I just, 
I didn't. I I don't even know how I feel. I I I guess I'll watch the first episode, but other than that, no real interest there. That's it, right? You know, like I'm not really super familiar with the characters and even if they start throwing in some little references here and there, like how far can they really go? You know what I mean? Where it, it does it just ultimately it just doesn't matter. <laughs> it it all fell apart the minute they canceled Ghost Rider. I'm yeah. sorry, but you had you had an idea, then Jeff Loeb disappeared, and then everything kind of just went out the went out the door, and you held on to these series that were a couple of them here and there that seemed to be an okay idea, but then you broke up your main idea of what you were trying to do. So I don't I don't care. It's hard for me to care. Yep. I, I completely agree. So, you know, what that's going to look like, who knows? Like you said, we'll probably catch the first uh, episode, see what it's like, but not feeling it necessarily. Um, this feeling is this. Feeling this, yeah. This is a big one that just kind of dropped out of nowhere. Um, Nick Fury series slated for Disney Plus, starring Samuel L. Jackson. Uh, this, to me is super exciting actually because because of how old he is <laughs> and how they really don't ever go into anything about his past other than Captain Marvel. So is he a super soldier? You know what I mean? Like is he uh the how like part of the Howling Commandos in some way, even though it wasn't in First Avenger? Like what like what is his origins? How does that lead us into the scroll, which is the last time we saw him? Like What's going on with this guy? There's so many good stories that can be told with this character. Um, and again, he can he can show up on any show, any movie at any time. And that's part of the uh, fun and thrill of the whole thing, too. So when Since I heard this beginning. announcement, yeah, right? <laughs> like, that's it. He's, he is the, the one. So super excited about this. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, this show, this show should have been made. I mean... I like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. for what Instead it was, up and down. Yep. Yeah, it was just like he showed up on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. He he had his part. They tried to tie it together. But at the end of it all, it just wasn't a real S.H.I.E.L.D. show. So that's what I hope we see is maybe a rebuilding of S.H.I.E.L.D. with him. And then we do some maybe some flashbacks or whatever. I don't know. I just I want to see a, a real S.H.I.E.L.D. spy show. Yeah, that's it. And I hope Maria Hill comes. I mean, yeah. Stumptown got canceled, so Colby Smulders is available. <laughs> and maybe it all day. <laughs> you know, that was on CBS, so maybe this was like a thing, you know, it just kind of circumstantial at, at that same time, too. I don't know. Um, well, yeah, we know that's why it got canceled, yes. Um, all right, speaking of Disney Plus... We've got some more news. We've got some movement on the Hawkeye series. Jeremy Renner's still attached to that. Kate Bishop's coming. And we might have a couple of new baddies uh, in the form of Madame Mask and Echo. Um, I'm very familiar with Madame Mask. I am not familiar with Echo. Yeah. uh, So Echo comes from, I think, mostly from, like, Daredevil uh, roots. So it'll be interesting to see how they they play it out with... uh, you know, Hawkeye. Uh, so Madam Mask, I thought, wasn't she, didn't she show up in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. or something? I thought they already had a live action Madam Mask at one point. Uh, I may be wrong, but 
It'll be interesting to see how they played out because Madame Mask had a big role, you know, in the Kate Bishop comics. Uh, so it makes sense that they'd be putting her in this. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I like, honestly, I love Madame Mask. I think she's a great character. So I'm, I'm excited about that. So I just did a little bit of a, a check over at her. She is, um, deaf and yeah, she shows up in daredevil. Quite it's her bit. first appearance. Her first appearance was in Daredevil. Okay. Yeah, and Kingpin killed her dad. So, spoiler alert there. Um, yeah, only if they bring in Vincent D'Onofrio. D'Onofrio. Yeah, I was going to ask you any any chance at a crossover? Charlie Cox. Maybe he shows up on all of the things. They need to. Yeah, I, they need to. They have great. They have good actors for those parts already they talk about thunderbolts already for thunderbolts got mentioned i think in winter soldier falcon so where's luke cage you know there's there's lots of opportunities here to bring in those those actors so i think it would be a big mistake if they recast them because i i love i love those shows you know they were up and down at times but overall they did a damn good job and those yeah. actors deserve more than getting the shows canceled because of a deal. One thousand thousand percent. And uh, finally, in um, stupid Marvel news, uh, <laughs> Spider-Man's face is changed for the PS5. Um, did you see this? I, I mean, did. He, he looks more <laughs> like Tom Holland, but here's the thing, and someone did it on Twitter, a comparison. The one that they had before was pitch perfect this one looks young like tom holland whereas miles looks old and like chiseled i mean not old but like a young 20 year old man not a kid so it just i don't know i don't even know why they did it it just it's stupid to me in my opinion um many times over what what did you think of this i agree it's stupid he's an adult in the in the game to begin with yeah Keep Peter Parker an adult. I don't want to see Peter Parker as a kid anymore. We know this. We know yeah. that story. And when you start messing with the continuity, it doesn't make any sense. So just stop stop specializing your additions. Well, just in, I'm okay with specializing additions. Just don't do it in right. a stupid way like this. It's really completely ridiculous. Exactly. Um, like Star Wars style. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, right. I got gotcha. you. For sure. So uh, that's that's it um, as far as Marvel news goes. So let's jump across the pond here and, and get to our sometimes friends over at DC. Um, another a good piece of news, right? So James Gunn is going to be bringing The Peacemaker as a series to HBO Max. Uh, this will be starring John Cena, who's uh, taking over the character for the new Suicide Squad movie. Um, that's it. James Gunn on the small screen. Uh, sure fine bring it on if you can call hbo max the small screen um yeah man this is this is exciting honestly i just i knew that i heard i heard rumblings that like john cena had more you know to do than just the movie that they've always been trying to get him into something bigger and this is this looks crazy because douchebag captain america all day long please i mean I can't wait to see him in the movie. 
And the fact that this is this is just like what the Batman's doing with the Gotham PD, you know, show on HBO Max. World build, world build on both screens and give us fans what we want because that's that's the beauty of it. Yeah, this is um Warner Brothers once again uh investing in their properties in a really really cool way. And um it's funny uh, one thing I didn't mention that I'm geeking out on is I'm rewatching um, Entourage right now, and they're in the middle of the Aquaman stuff uh, where I'm at in the show. And but they're you know pretending to be Warner Brothers executives, and they're just talking about like when you're part of the Warner Brothers family, like what they do for you. And and honestly, it's kind of true. Like they made like a park ride and all this stuff in the in the show, and I'm just like. You know, if you are one of those characters, you really do get everything. <laughs> you do. Um, but only until recently do they get the real respect, honestly. Because we know the answer behind to what Warner Bros. was until more recently when they became more hands-off. Because we've seen what they do to movies. Up to, like, Suicide Squad and, and, and Snyder's, Snyder's movies. God, but... Um, it's just, it's, it's better that where we are now, give yeah. these creative geniuses, like the room to do what they do and, and let them make you millions of dollars. That's it. Yeah. So we shall see how that show turns out, but exciting nonetheless. Now just go ahead and cast your Green Lantern show because you've been talking about it for, I don't know. 10 years, okay? Um, yeah, get that John Stewart show going. Come on, let's, let's do it. Let's just get on that. Uh, but speaking of going, uh, Supergirl is ending uh, next season, which is season six. This does not come as a surprise. Melissa Benoit, or however you say her name, um, she just had a kid really recently, and that's it. You know, She's going to go and be a mom, and she should. So <laughs> I understand. Yeah, there's the other side of that. You don't need two supers on TV either. With Superman and Lois coming out, it just it's Supergirl has run its course. I stopped watching it. Um, it just you don't need two Superman shoe Superman, Superwoman, Supergirl shows on TV at the same time. So she can show up on that show as a guest appearance and and bring back you know the character, and it'd be a great thing. But I just you know let's let's move forward with what you know what you have planned for other shows because eventually it's like arrow went to season eight, you know, and ended the flash will probably end in a couple of years. So that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we'll see, uh, what this, what this looks like, uh, for the CW arrow. Well, I think they rebranded it too, right? Didn't they just call it like the DC verse? I want to oh, say called it the CW verse CW verse. And then Stephen Amell was like, what's wrong with you? Just call it the Berlanti verse. I mean the CW verse. Yeah. It's stupid. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, whatever. Anyway, that's, that's <laughs> a thing that is now happening. Um, okay. So then moving on, uh, Alex Morph. Uh, has been cast as Victor Zaz in Batwoman uh, season two. Um, I don't. Sorry, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. I don't care either. It's just here's the thing: 
this is where we are now with DC is where they've cast the third Zaz in a matter of, a, you know, a five years or whatever it's yeah. been, six oh, years, yeah, sure. Gotham, Birds of Prey, and now this. So at least they're not afraid and don't, they're treating their, you know, their viewers as, as if they're smart and they can handle these different versions of the character. Cause that's DC and they, you know, yeah, no, precisely. Um, all right, so that's it. You know, whatever. Pictures us coming. Uh, we just don't like that show, so that's all. Sorry, guys. Finally, uh, David S. Goyer is working on Batman Unburied, which is a podcast coming to Spotify. I think we announced it a while ago that Spotify has the rights to do um, a bunch of DC um kind of scripted audio dramas set with those characters, just like Marvel has um, was serial or serial box or whatever it's called. Uh, so they're trying to, you know, take on that market and Hey, David has Goyer knows Batman. So uh, what do you think of this? I'm, I'm, I think it's kind of exciting. I think that's, I think that's pretty awesome. I love Goyer as a writer. And so I, I'd love to. I'd love to hear more Batman stories from him. Yeah, that's what that's what I'm thinking too, and especially in that uh, level. <laughs> like, I, I'm okay with like the the Vader Immortals, and and then now this. Like, he just doesn't need to be back on the big screen just quite yet. So keep it on this small time stuff. Um. All right, so let's jump over to. Star Wars. What do we got for you, Chris? Yeah, so Ro- um, the Rogue One spinoff, uh, Cassian, that's coming to Disney Plus, is getting a new director. Um, and so we will see <clears throat> Toby Haynes uh, taking over that role. Uh, originally, I believe it was sh- the showrunner, uh, Tony Gilroy, who was supposed to be directing the first few episodes. But um, he will remain the showrunner executive producer. Uh, but he is now handed over the director to, uh, director duties to Toby Haynes. Okay. Well, let's see it <laughs> before I get excited or not excited. You know, this is this is a long ways off this show. So, uh, yeah, cool, great. Let's just, you know, let's start shooting these things before. Because right now it's just the Mandalorian until proven otherwise. <laughs> yeah. I don't believe – I don't know if I believe Kenobi will start in the spring – I don't know if you know, Cassian could be 20, 22 or beyond. So who knows? Who yeah. knows at this point? Uh, but what I do know is that um, Star Wars Squadrons comes out this week, and uh, I'm ready. I'm ready to jump in the cockpit of a TIE fighter and, and, and take out the Rebellion. Uh, how about you, buddy? Of course. Yeah, I, um, I don't remember where I pre-ordered it. <laughs> So I I am excited for sure. I just cannot remember what the hell I'm doing. <laughs> uh, but you know I'll be there. I'll see you, Red Leader, standing by. <laughs> That's right, Towelite Leader, standing by. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's jump over to comics news. Uh, not too much here. I. Just uh, I've been watching Raised by Wolves, so that's another thing I've been geeking out on. I've been um, watching that a lot, so I, I've been enjoying it a lot. Actually, it's it's pretty deep, and so DC is going to be giving it a um, I believe, believe it's a prequel, uh, which will tell the story of the the religious war that happens in in that world, in that galaxy, or whatever. Um, and 
I'm looking forward to that because they they allude to a lot of that stuff in the show. Uh, and I want to really see where that came from. I'm sure we'll get some kind of if this you know show is getting a another season, maybe it'll get a you know a prequel a prequel spinoff to some point. But yeah, that's um, I'll probably read that uh, as a as a trade as usual. I gotta watch that show. Um, still, I'm surprised it's not a dark horse thing. Seems like more up there alley. But hey, DC, sure, go right ahead. Um, but. Ah, uh, touche. Yep. HBO Max. Comic book event for HBO Max. What the hell does that mean? We shall see. Huh. That's I guess maybe maybe it goes excited. under that thing. The uh, what? What did we call it last week? DC Universe Unlimited or something. Yeah. Who knows? Anyway, I'm sorry. You know, let's see what's going on. Yeah, it's all good. Um, and then Bad Idea. Uh, it's been kind of up in the air what's going on with Bad Idea since COVID and, and the failure of Diamond and all the above. So Bad Idea has been – it put out one book right recently. It was a very limited release. Um, ENIAC is still headed to stands, but it's going to be in 2021. So they released their full slate for next year basically. Uh, so I actually dropped an article on DFAT today about it, and you can check out – all of those details, uh, but the launch slate is ready, and I'm ready. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's it's varied too, and it's funny. Like there, um, there's like a Santa one, and it comes out in July, which I thought was kind of funny, like a Christmas in July sort of thing. But you know, we've got the thing that sucks is me getting my hands on all these. You know, Venditti's on here. Matt Kint, of course, has a couple titles on here. A um, lot of great uh, different artists as well, like Adam Polina. And, like, it's just – it's hard because I actually want to try to get every single one, at least issue one, and then we'll go from there. Yeah, we can, we can talk about it off air. I can help okay. you. Okay. Sure. Good. All right, so at this point, let's uh, jump into some commercials. From the far reaches of the galaxy to an internet location near you, we're Don'tForgetATowel.com, your daily source for geeky pop culture news, reviews, interviews, and so much more. So as you're hitchhiking your way through the universe, don't forget to travel safe, and don't forget a towel. Fat Comics is the publishing branch of Don'tForgetATowel.com, the only place to travel geekly. Focusing on creator-owned and independent titles like Hollowed, Pursuit of Plastic, and Fairy, and many more. DFAT Comics will be a mix of genres appealing to every kind of reader. Join the new source of comic book entertainment with DFAT Comics. What you don't realize is that it ain't easy. It is hard goddamn work making something this bitch ass look like a geek. So I must be doing it for a reason. It's you. It's always been you. And it's worth fighting. All you have to decide is what to do with the time that is given to you. Join me. Gutsy Media Podcast. Because movies are our life. And we are 
back after those hot, hot and saucy commercials. Uh, so let's jump in a little crowd sorcery, uh, our segment of the show that we talk about crowdfunding projects, uh, wherever they may be on the interwebs. So let's talk a little bit about HasLab. Uh, Has, Hasbro had their Hasbro Con. We'll talk about that during the Pursuit of Plastic today. But they actually put up a couple things uh, for their, their HasLab crowdfunding over the last couple of weeks. One was the HeroQuest game. Uh, which they're relaunching with, uh, I think there was like a deluxe set and a basic set and all that fun stuff. So that got funded almost immediately. And then also they did the Razor Crest from the Mandalorian, a full-size uh, scaled ship to the three and three-quarter inch scale figures that they do for the Vintage Collection. And so uh, you can check out both of those. I'll leave the li- the links in the outline. What do you think about those two big projects? You know, I... Um... Don't care about HeroQuest, and it's for a lack of information only. I didn't play it as a kid or teen. I don't even know when it came out. 90s, maybe? Um, So, you know, and plus nowadays, I'm not playing with anybody. I'm not playing any live games with anybody, and it's a damn shame, of course, but it's the state of the world. So um, I'm not going to back it. Now, this Razor Quest, Razor Crest, it's damn expensive, but <laughs> I don't know. I, I, you know, I've got until November uh, to make my decision. Um, so it's, it's, we shall see. I guess that's all I'm going to say is we shall see because there's a, there's a damn good possibility that's going to, I don't know if it's going to end up in my house or if it's going to end up in some collector's house, but <laughs> when I, when I flip it for double the cost. Um, but yeah, it's, Ooh boy. Yep. Yeah. Some great stuff going on over at Hasbro. Uh, but more importantly, there is one project you should be backing and that's defect comics, third title pursuit of plastic. It is the hottest Kickstarter out right now. And if you love toys and comics and eighties, nineties cartoons, then this one's for you. I can't think of anything better, uh, than that, you know? So, no, we're really excited to bring you guys. Uh, we've talked about it, and we'll keep talking about it. But in, in some of you listeners have actually backed the project. Um, we are, I think, over sixty percent funded, less than a week. Uh, we are well on our way for this project to come into life, and very excited for you guys to get this in your hands. It's a family-friendly title about two best friends and their sassy robot crossing crossing universes and galaxies and visiting toy worlds and, and helping save those. So please uh, look up pursuit of plastic on Kickstarter. You can obviously see it right on the front page. Don't forget to towel.com. Um, but everyone who's donated so far, thank you. Anyone who's on the fence, these projects don't come to life without your support. So anything that you can do to help out, uh, we've even got a $4 tier uh, to get you guys in or at the very least, if, even if you share the project, means a lot, goes a long way. Uh, so anything for your support is awesome. High fives from the uh, geekly underbelly that we live in. <laughs> so virtual high fives everywhere. That's it. All right, let's jump over to TV news. Uh, you want to take this? Of course. Yeah, so uh, first things first, speaking of the boys, which we didn't because I cut that segment out, uh, but who cares? You guys don't mind. Uh, we're going to spin off for the boys. Uh, Amazon is going all in 
Um, so we will be seeing um, kind of a college for superheroes in this one, uh, which is kind of completely ridiculous and super exciting. And honestly, I, I love this because here's the thing, guys. I'm a big Garth Ennis fan. He's probably my second favorite writer right behind Mark Millar. And Preacher is one of the greatest things ever, but the TV series didn't do it a lot of justice. The Boys, everybody seems to love it, which is fantastic. And now Garth Ennis is getting the love that he deserves. Um, so more Ennis all the way. <laughs> Absolutely. And Absolutely. I, um, yeah, this spinoff sounds great. It's... They say it's like a college show with mixed with the Hunger, Hunger Games with the same, you know, raunchiness of the boys and everything. So that's that sounds like a lot of fun. Um, yeah, I just I just love that they're going to be doing all this world building and just keep expanding these shows that are doing well. That's it. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Over in Netflix news. Uh, first thing again, new news today. Uh, Conan. The Barbarian live action series coming to Netflix. Um, two things of that. A, I love Conan, so I'm super excited about the idea. But did you watch the Jason Momoa one? What did you think I, of that? I actually own it. Um, I own it on digital. Um, you mean we own it then? No, we don't. It's on my oh. Amazon. It was like one of the weird, it was weird. I bought it through Amazon for some reason so long ago. Um, it was probably one of those ones, those codes that got screwed up just like justice league and ended up on my movies anywhere. So that's why I let you do it from now on. Um, anyways, (laughs) anywho, um, Jason Momoa one was okay. I, I don't know. I, I think that, I think that that world will be better served on TV and we'll go from there. That's, that's the way I'll leave it. Okay. Yeah, I, I'll be honest with you. I liked it. Um, and I think the reason why I did is because it was more fantasy-based. Conan is great. The Arnold movies are, are great, but they're not super fantasy. And I really enjoyed this one because I, didn't, I separated it. I didn't care that it wasn't Arnold. I, I was just like, you know what? This is the Robert E. Howard idea. You know what I mean? And I can separate these two as one is swords and sorcery and one is just a straight up barbarian you know sweaty dude and that was great so um i'll be interested to see what direction that the netflix series decides to take i hope it's more fantasy based and we get some of those creatures and all that kind of stuff because i'm a big fan of that but um i guess we'll just see but i'm excited yeah, we still need to play Conan Exiles, perhaps. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, right, really, straight up. I've heard the game is just effing fantastic. And so Did you get it when it was... Yeah, oh, yeah. You got one as PS Plus, right? Yeah, so, yeah. It. yeah, we need to... Oh, there's many things that we need to do, but... <laughs> time is... Time is a yes. one-year anniversary. I mean, we've been talking on this stupid podcast and I'm playing video games <laughs> for the Drink past it. four years. <laughs> We'll have to multitask from now That's on. That's it. <laughs> um, and then uh, finally, in shitty Netflix news, uh, Dark Crystal Age of Resistance was canceled. Here's the thing with this one. It, it sucks that it's going to leave Netflix. The Henson uh, company 
kind of put out a statement and, and said how shitty it is. But they also said, you know, maybe this isn't the end. You know what I mean? Like we want to, we want to continue the story. We want to tell the tale of the Gelflings and the Skeksis and all that stuff. So, you know, is this over? Will that, you know, will Amazon pick it up or HBO or like, what's your thoughts? Disney. Yeah. Right. It's, it's like a no brainer. If, if, I would bet that Disney would pick this up. That's because I just see them, the world building they do, this started something really, really amazing um, from what, you know, Dark Crystal. I love Dark Crystal, but this took it another step and really opened that world up. And I could see, you know, Disney or whatever going in, like a company like that. I would just say Disney. That's, That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's go over to movie news. Um, first thing is, just going to take that out. The Lion King sequel, uh, it's greenlit. The movie made a billion and a half dollars or something disgusting. You know, what's crazy about this movie is so many people talk shit about it. The Lion, the Lion King reboot like if you go online it's all these people being like oh my gosh this was so stupid and why do they do it they're ruining my childhood blah 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 but i still haven't seen it but it looks effing fantastic i love john favreau i can't imagine a movie making a billion dollars being horrible so um they get the moonlight director to cross over and um i was gonna say cross over to animation but yeah i guess it is animation so yeah um He'll be Barry Jenkins will be helming this sequel. What, what do you think about this? I wish I wish I had a time machine where I could actually go back and ruin these people's childhood and really show them what that means. <laughs> yeah. But um, anyways, yeah, I I don't know what people's problems are with the live action Disney movies. I've I've always been skeptical skeptical about them. Even after I watch one and love one, I'm like, well, what they're going to do with this one? And then I watch it and I love it. So. Whatever. Stop being a hater. Yeah. I agree. Um, and here's the thing. Just don't watch it. <laughs> but apparently, a billion other people or whatever did. So let them have their fun. And if you didn't like it, then move along, as my favorite stormtrooper once said. Uh, <laughs> next, we got a trailer again today. Today is just filled with news. Um or sorry, that was last night. All right, last night we got a trailer for the Craft Legacy, uh, which is the reboot to the '90s Craft movie. Um, I didn't watch this trailer because I just didn't. You know, it's probably horrible. <laughs> is it a reboot? I believe so because the chatter on the internet was nothing about the original women coming back you know what i mean like in their 40s and it's their kids or whatever so i believe it's a full-on reboot the only thing is is like you said uh on your comments is that you know it's it is a blumhouse production and for that i do love blumhouse mm-hmm. uh 120 i love blumhouse so um i will watch it and yeah I just didn't watch the trailer yet. Let's let's do a quick thing. Reboot versus remake is different, right? Um, 
Yes. This is rebooting the series, but not really continuation. Uh, uh, that's what I'm trying to get here because a lot of it's like kind of like a debate about that. So I'm, I, I don't, we don't have an answer right now, of course, but yeah, I just, I don't know what the point of calling it legacy and then having it be a remake or whatever, you know, it just, I would love to see it just be in the same world. I just, movies do better that way. Ghostbusters is a good example of that. Yeah. So this, okay. So let me back this up real quick in the press release. Jason Blum has teamed up with the writer-director Zoe Lister-Jones for a continuation of the cult classic. And then the studio released its first trailer. So, okay, sorry guys. Uh, Maybe we should just watch the trailer. Maybe that will clean some things up. Um, But Michelle Moynihan and David Duchovny are in it, which is cool. Um, I'm in. So, so... Yeah, I would say a reboot has the potential to continue. Um, yeah, it said repeatedly in this article, continuation of the hit craft. Okay, and Jason Blum's no dummy. You know, he did Halloween. It wasn't a remake or a reboot. It was straight up a continuation. So, um, so yeah, let's. I guess I will shut up and say I will watch the trailer. I already knew I would watch this movie, and let's see what's happening. <laughs> yeah, it's coming on demand next month. So yeah, yeah, right. So it's supposed to come out theaters, coming on demand instead. Um, and finally, in movie news, uh, Netflix is uh, released a trailer for Resident Evil: Infinite Darkness. That's their newest CGI animated movie. Um, I will say this. The other CGI animated Resident Evil movies are effing fantastic. And if this continues that tradition, I'm there. Um, they're better than the live action movies, even though I really do appreciate the live action movies for how completely stupid and ridiculous they are. But this is just cutscenes in an hour and a half movie. It's awesome. They're super fun. So um, that's coming out soon. I think probably next month as well. Yeah, I'm excited for that. There's, it's, it is Resident Evil, that world, I love it. And no matter what they do in it, it, it has value to it. So um, I'm excited to see more of what Netflix is going to do with the series. Uh, I think this was originally kind of hinted as, a, as, a, as an ongoing or a, like a TV, TV show series, but yeah, it is actually a movie. So it's, uh, I'm excited for that. Me too. Me too. Well, let's bring us over to gaming news. Let's do it. Uh, so, some big news here. Well, let's. I'm gonna. I'm gonna jump to Xbox Series X and Series S. Uh, both came out. Both sold out, uh, which was, I think, the first time for an Xbox console. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so that's exciting news. There will be more available for Microsoft. So uh, keep an eye on it out if you're still looking for it i'm sure you'll get your hands on it no problem but the big news from microsoft is that they actually bought zenimax and zenimax is the parent company of bethesda they bought zenimax for 7.5 billion dollars big investment wow that's insane i didn't know i didn't know that was the price tag on it you know that's some heavy hitters uh you've got the skyrim 
you've got Doom, you've got Fallout. Uh, isn't um, I can't even remember what else is on there. But anyway, you got it's, some big things involved with with that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know what else Zenimex has under its umbrella. I mean, it must be a ton of stuff, right? And Bethesda is just a piece of that pie. Um, but I guess here what we have now is the opportunity for Xbox to get some exclusives. Now, we just found out Final Fantasy 16 is console exclusive to begin with on PlayStation 5. Um, Square has been doing that, so they kind of have a lockdown with Sony. Makes sense. But now Bethesda seems to have chosen a corner, not been put in the, I guess, kind of been put in the corner of Microsoft. And so the real question will be, would they sacrifice money to have console exclusives, period? Or are they going to kind of follow the same pattern as, as, as Square has and kind of just be on Xbox and then release on other consoles? Have your other exclusives that you can have just for your system. But those main titles like Fallout and, 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 and Elder Scrolls or whatever, it's just like... What do you? What is your game plan? Because you you don't want to disappoint a whole slew of of fans. Yeah, um, it's going to be timed exclusives, and that's because you don't want to lose the money. Even the Xbox people don't, or sorry, Microsoft doesn't want to lose the money from the Sony people. You know what I mean? So they're going to want to make that money. They got to make back that seven point five billion dollars. So um, that means they got to reach out to all people. So eventually it will cross over. But, um, yeah, if they do a timed exclusive of Elder Scrolls 6, um, then I guess that is the – you know what? Actually, I'm sorry. I believe they said that that will not be affected by this. Right. But after this, it will be. So we'll see what happens when Doom 3D comes out or whatever. Yeah, I don't think they have much to worry about. I think that it'll work out in the end. Me too. So, um, so Amazon Luna is is <laughs> Amazon's entry into the uh, the gaming world. Now, um, this is going to be a streaming gaming gaming service, which is very similar to Stadia. And honestly, I have I, I have nothing to say about Stadia. I was going to buy one, and it just. It, Nobody has even t- spoken about it. I'm sorry. It's like it's PS5, Xbox, and then you have Stadia, which couldn't seem to like like get their hands on enough titles to really make it worth it. And then it's like I'm going to buy a system that I'm already buying a, another system and have the same games. It just it doesn't make sense to me unless you're going to buy into that whole streaming thing. Um, at the same time, I mean that's kind of what these these digital these digital uh systems are doing like ps5 is a digital version xbox x is a is a is a digital version so it's just like i don't know how i guess how successful amazon is going to be with this when google couldn't even do it they won't you know if it's something where it's like included in your prime account or something and they own Twitch, which is effing huge, um, and maybe like that's the appeal is like it's easier to Twitch. I, I don't know I, exactly, but to me, it just seems like a stupid idea, and I, it's too late in my opinion. 
you know what I mean, to launch a new system. Unfortunately, as it is, it's it's Nintendo, it's Xbox, and PlayStation. And I don't even know what new system... You would have to do the way of the Genesis at this point. You would have to launch a system with a with a cuddly mascot that everybody is like super into. It would have to be like the Disney uh, baby Yoda system in order <laughs> to like fully get on board at this point. That's it. You need something baby Yoda level that will make people want to go to your new gaming platform because we're all we're all pretty good right now. Yeah, I'm sold for life on what I play video games on. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's it. It's, you don't have exclusives. You don't have good exclusives. So good luck. Um, yeah. Jumping over to tabletop news, Hasbro owns D&D. So Hasbro is now working on 5E-compatible games for a bunch of their properties, uh, franch- or yeah, I guess properties that they own, Power Rangers, G.I. Joe, Transformers, My Little Pony, and probably more. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see uh, these characters pop into people's D&D games. Yeah. Um, their first foray is going to be Power Rangers game. Uh, so that is getting a 5e game. And then they said that there's no reason not to incorporate the other guys into it. Um, and like you said, they own Wizards of the Coast. Um, it makes sense. Um, that will be the interesting thing because... You know, we've got like that Masters of the Universe game coming out and we've got, um, you know, even like the the Borderlands game coming out. But they're they're more or less using their own game systems. When you have the people who <laughs> created Dungeons and Dragons w- under your umbrella, you know, I'm not a Power Rangers fan, but the potential of like a G.I. Joe and Transformers and maybe even adding all those characters together in their own world that's 5e compatible, that actually does have some crazy appeal to me because it's like, well, you got the creators. They can do this. If anyone's going to be able to make this game system, it's them. So um, it's kind of exciting. Yeah, it has some potential. Yeah, and then you start dropping like stats, stat cards into your toys. Uh, as you buy this action figure, you get yep. like the D and D stats for it or whatever, you know? So, and then you have that figure on the board. I mean, it's, it's, they can, and then they can produce miniatures. Yeah. Nonetheless. I mean, it's, That's it's going to be insane. Like pet hero quest or whatever it is. Yeah. I mean, like they, they can, this right here has the potential to change the game as far as role-playing games go in that, in that scale with IPs, known IPs, like they're going up against, the Batman, the animated series, and Cryptozoic. That's what they're going up against with this. Yep. yep. Awesome. Awesome news there. So, uh, Casey, what, what time is it? Oh, my gosh. It's the time for the Pursuit of Plastic. Woohoo! All right, toy enthusiasts. Let's talk a little bit about the Hasbro Pulse Con. Uh, it happened this past week. I didn't really watch the convention itself. I was on board for the toys that were getting released, ex- the exclusives and some of the pre-orders that went up and, and the news. So uh, it was it was a good time. Um, I thought they had did a lot of cool announcements for uh, their toy lines, you know, from G.I. Joe to Marvel Legends, Black Series, Star Wars, Finished Clutch, all of the above. So um, 
what did you think about the the I guess their display that they put on for uh for what's upcoming and and more? Well, I actually did watch it. Um you know, Saturdays and Sundays are like family days for me and we do like a lot of the housework and cleaning and and cooking and stuff like that. So I just kind of had it on like while I was like making food and and doing laundry and stuff. So I did watch it. Um, a lot of it, except for the shit that I don't care about, like power Rangers or whatever, but, um, it was good. They actually did a good job. No lag time. Um, the reveals for the stuff that I care about were really cool. Uh, for the most part, I will say the Marvel Legends reveals were probably the least appealing to me. And that's because, like, I already got a really sweet-ass Spider-Man line that just came out. I don't care about Venom's Venomized everything. So, like, that kind of stuff I just don't give a shit about. But, um, you know, we're going to talk about one of the things that was really, really cool. But overall, as far as these virtual cons have been going, this was a really professional and well uh, produced event. Agreed. Uh, as far as Marvel Legends, I I do I do like that Joe Fix It Hulk yeah, that was build great. a figure. So I'm yeah. not going to waste my time even trying to build that. But okay. Thunderstrike is coming, and I will get that figure. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying it's all bad. I'm just saying no. that that was the lowest of the of the things that were revealed on my list of things to get. I mean, it makes sense. I mean, it seems like every week they're announcing Marvel Legends anyhow, so it's it's yeah. it's a no brainer. But they did. Um, so they did have some cool exclusives. I was able to get my hands on the armor, the special edition of that. Um, but uh, I almost had the Ecto One on target, but that somebody called me and my cart was empty after that. It was sad. But just so uh, everyone knows, the armor from Mandalorian show, yes. the female uh, armor person. Yeah. If you don't know that, go do your homework. But um, just joking. That's why they listen to our podcast, man. <laughs> so we I'm can be We're going to talk about the armor again in a second. <laughs> so I'll tell you all about her. Um, but looking to make a D&D line somewhere down the line. And so they put out this test figure, um, Drizzt Duerden, uh from the Forgotten Realms books um, and all of the above, all the D&D. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how what the test market on that figure was. I got it. I thought it looked great. Um, it comes with that Panther um, and some cool weapons and accessories and a 20 sided dice and all that stuff. So um, yeah, I, I, I'd like to see some other D and D figures get made in that scale and we'll see what happens, I guess. Yeah. I'm really interested. I, I ordered this figure knowing nothing about the character itself. It just struck me. You know, I like Drow's, in general, like that's, you know, one of my favorite, uh, races, I guess, species. I don't know, but, um, really, yeah, really excited, uh, to get that figure, but yeah, this has the potential to, uh, be probably, but here's the thing. There's millions of fantasy fans. Um, and there's millions of like, especially now, like fantasy players, like Dungeons and Dragons and all that kind of stuff. Players, there's really not a lot of toys to go along with it straight up toys you know what i mean and action figures it's like lord of the rings or bust which is fine but at the you know at the same time it's like give us some of these characters you know what i mean like i was a huge dragonlance fan i'd love to have some dragonlance characters so 
Same thing with with these guys. So I don't know the guy. He looks cool as hell. It made me want to read the books, which I will be doing uh, after I get through all the other shit I'm reading. But um, yeah, I think it has the potential to really uh, open things up with their Dungeons and Dragons line. Because dragons, man, straight up. Could you imagine getting like a a large HasLab dragon game? It'll happen. It'll happen. We'll see if we'll see if Mythic Legions does it first, though, because you want to talk wow. about lockdown on the fantasy figure. Market. I guess that's it. You're right. They're the only ones. I, I guess at a twenty dollars scale, not a forty. We'll see where these end up because you know Marvel. You know Mythic Legions are at thirty five bucks for an IP. You know straight from the ma- the manufacturer, and it's like right. these. Now you're watching Marvel Legends and Star Wars Black Series getting twenty five and higher. So yeah. But I do like the fact that I could mix in any D&D figure into my Mythic Legions collection, and it would be awesome. So looking forward to it um, and getting my hands back on my Mythic Legions soon, thanks to you. Um, anyhow, uh, next is SH Figure Arts Bandai. A uh, couple new announcements. Uh, I actually just got our Mandalorians in the mail the other day, thankfully. Uh, they finally came from Japan after a long, long trip. Yeah. Uh, but I, um, I'm getting a little, uh, getting a little hurt on these. Uh, they're not looking that great anymore. I, the pricing is just getting too high for what they are, but I do want to share the news because I don't know, just cause I have to, um, but they are making the heavy Mando, uh, who is voiced by John Favreau in the Mandalorian show. um, and it's pretty badass. I mean, I got the Marvel, uh, the Star Wars Black Series figure for that. So, and also the armor. Who makes you know, you know, the armor for the Mandalorians in the show. Uh, so, if you haven't watched that show yet, please do because it's awesome, <laughs> and you would know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, I uh, like you said after you know, kind of going through what you were talking about. I just don't. Um, it doesn't give me excitement those figures anymore. They used to, for sure. I I have a lot of them, mm-hmm. uh, but just doesn't have the same luster as they do anymore. Now it's it's hot toys, or if you you know what we're going to talk about in a minute, or something super creative and weird at that scale, or even even the Dungeons and Dragons guy. You know what I mean? Like something different. Um, you know, but a toy that's in Black Series. And then this, and then da, 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 da. Like, I just, it doesn't have the same luster anymore. In my no, opinion. it doesn't. It's like they do the same figures anyhow. So it's just like, hey, I did this, we did this. Fine. I don't care. I'd rather put that money towards a down payment on a hot toy, like you said. And then pick and choose my Marvel Legends, which are looking better, or <laughs> whatever, Hasbro toys that are looking better and better day, day after day. So, that's it. Yeah. Um, and then lastly, in toy news, uh, McFarlane continues his onslaught of figures because he is a badass. And um, he is continuing to do these DC multiverse figures from comics that we love that we would never even imagine to get figures of. And so they just, they, they're going to be doing the Last Night on, last night on Earth um, figures uh, with, with a Batman BAF and um, with a sick-looking Scarecrow and more. So... I love that they're doing figures from these these series like White Knight and that and Dark Knight's Metal and um, and some others that we'll talk about in a second. So, yeah, it's it's exciting. Yep, 
Um, it's funny. I was someone pointed it out. Like Greg Capullo used to do Spawn, so it makes perfect sense that <laughs> they're like, "Oh yeah, Capullo. Yeah, we'll do your figures first. <laughs> like, sure, why not? I mean, he did do Sean Murphy stuff uh, technically first, but um, I will say this: I think the DC collectibles version of the Capullo toys actually did a better job as far as face sculpts go. And this is saying a lot because I love McFarland's for their face sculpts. I don't know why. I just, I think they kind of look better. That being said, last night on earth, I know we'll get Joker inside of a, inside of a glass case and I'll pay money for that. Good money for that. (laughs) You'll buy the whole set to get it. Uh, No shit. Because that's the only way you're getting it. Um, <laughs> but I will. I will. Um, I don't know, man. I I bought the only one I bought from the Dark Knight's Metal line so far that I have in hand is is the Batman Who Laughs. And I'll tell you, the figure looks spectacular, spectacular. Um, and yeah, I loved I loved those DC Direct ones. Um, but I think that you're right with with kind of it coming home to McFarlane, I would, I would pay tribute to my, my good friend's drawings as well. So let's, let's get more of that. And we will because there is finally uh, Bryce Wayne, a.k.a. The Drowned, is coming to McF- the DC Multiverse. We did talk about how it was teased. But uh, she will be wrapping up the dark Batmen, Batwomen, and Woman um, lineup for that uh which is awesome and also in that series uh we're going to be getting red sun superman which looks badass uh a really good looking damien figure and um the batman from dark knights you know with with the scythe to go with that awesome skull bike that he's making so you sold me on that todd you sold me on both of those skull skull bike is absolutely bonkers looks absolutely amazing and you know very much that I will never be able to not get a red sun figure. <laughs> I will have them all. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that, that wraps up toy news, except for one last plug for the pursuit of plastic. And uh, so, you know, check it out on Kickstarter. Uh, like we said earlier in the show, it's, it's been a really great, you know, launch, uh, we're we still got a lot of time to go, and um, we're hoping to, you know, share some more exciting, uh, you know, things with you. We got some shows lined up that we'll be doing some interviews. And uh, if you guys have any questions on 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 the comic or uh, how to back the comic, uh, just shoot us an email at don't forget to tell one at gmail dot com. Absolutely, and you can find us, of course, uh, on all the social medias at. D fat towel or don't forget a towel uh instagram twitter facebook all that fun stuff and if you have any questions or just want to talk to us you can always email us at don't forget a towel one at gmail.com as well as chris mentioned and um, i want to say thank you guys for supporting the comic supporting the podcast supporting the website all the support that we could possibly throw a stick at uh, we really, really appreciate it here. And um, this is Casey saying, go read some comics. And this is Chris saying, don't forget a towel. <laughs>